What do you need, Alex? Your company. He's been very needy. And he doesn't understand why we keep going, Alex, I'm so glad you're home. It's like, I was just over there. Yeah, I was just (laughs) sleeping under a bush. I don't know what your problem is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Why? I'm glad he made it home. Oh, me too. That would have been a horrible thing to lose both of them that quickly. Mm -hmm. Mooney. Yes. You went and visited pack members. I did. Did mm-hmm. you of them? Did you um, actually run as well, or did you just do <laughs> me run? Uh, yeah. <laughs> did you stroll the relay? Let me put it this way: according to the pedometers that a couple of us were wearing, mm-hmm. we took about five thousand steps that night. Well, that's wow. good. Um, it was it was a lot of fun. I did. I've never done the overnight for a relay before. And for those of you wondering, it's Relay for Life to raise money for cancer research, basically. So it was a lot of fun to do the overnight games. We almost got into a lot of trouble because even little fireworks that make tiny booms are illegal in Wisconsin. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the, the police came over and were like, uh, guys, no, you can't, you can't do, that. do that. No. <laughs> so we they shut down the fireworks. We didn't and think who we had making... fireworks. You guys had fireworks, or we had fire. Well, the the organizers had fireworks, and they didn't know that it would be illegal there. Don't they come from? There? I don't. Well, no. Most of us are from Minnesota, and we crossed over the border to Superior. Okay. So no, we weren't. But they were like whatever, and we weren't. We didn't think we were being too loud, but the MC was bugging the neighbors. Because somehow she was louder than the music we were playing, so they told us to quiet down a little bit, which we did. I, you know, our group was all 20-somethings, but some of the other groups had kids. And the kids, God knows how, were active pretty much all night, running around just playing games. And we, the adults, were like, dude, it's three in the morning. (laughs) Shut up and go away. Well, it's a fun new experience for them. They've never got to stay up so much. So, yeah, yeah. it was just like, uh, how do you? Uh. But then the parents were like, "This is great. They'll sleep for like the next twenty-four hours. It'll be fantastic. Just let them run." And we're like, "Okay, whatever." But they have a luminary ceremony where you basically put candles in a paper bag and light them. Well, not literally in a paper bag. They go in like a little wooden holder thing. Mm-hmm. And we were worried that we would have to do the glow sticks because the wind was too strong and they called off the candles. But then as nine o'clock or whatever time it was got closer, they said, you know what? The wind's dying down. We can try the candles. Let's do this. So we had luminaries all around the track with candles and it was gorgeous. I haven't put up pictures yet, but I've seen some nice. of the pictures. It's really neat. Yeah, it was. And, and I don't know how, but they were able to stay lit. Until about five in the morning or thereabouts when we started. No, it was later than that. About seven in the morning when we started taking them down and dismantling the the candles. So mm. it was just absolutely gorgeous. And there was these trains that kept going by, like like every like hour or something, and it was just like it's three in the morning. Yeah, trains Double do that. <laughs> but it was it was a lot of fun. Um, we're lucky we didn't like burn down the, <laughs> the little track and field we were using. And somebody decided it would be a good idea to put a lighter in my hand and have me go light candles. But uh, <laughs> I discovered that I can 
pull the little my trigger finger so to speak i can pull the little triggery thing mm-hmm. my thumb's not strong enough to do the little thing at the top yep so i couldn't quite get the thing to light and then we discovered that when everybody put the candles out nobody thought to put the wicks up so i was helpful and ran around and put the wicks up while letting everybody else light the candles because i'm like this way i won't like kill somebody oh, oh there you that's go. cool so that worked out, but we raised quite a lot of money, about $48,000, I believe. Nice. Yeah. So it was it was a lot of fun. We were all exhausted by the time we were done, but it, yeah, it was Yeah, that's good. usually how it works. Yeah. So I'm trying to cajole them to come visit me, but they, I don't think that's going to happen. So we'll see. It's not that far away, is it? Well, Bemidji is about six hours. Duluth is about three and a half. Mm-hmm. Because that's what we did is we went and stayed in Twin Cities for a bit and then moved on to Duluth and stayed there for a bit. Mm-hmm. Right. And the thing that like makes that was- no sense is to get from Bemidji to Duluth, if you can't drive and you have to take the bus, you have to go from Bemidji down to the cities and then back up to Duluth. <laughs> well, that's interesting. No. Which was part of the fun thing, because Matt and I got to share the second half of his leg back up, but it was just like, this This is absurd, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was a lot of fun. We went to visit Grandma. Her, her lupines are blooming, so that was really pretty. No right. raspberries yet, but... We're picking blackberries. We, we don't usually get blackberries before they're August. Really? Mm. We get ours in, like, July? Yeah, but... It's cooler here. We're not supposed to get things. Until... Oh, we've gotten... We just had a thunderstorm again last night. It was, so we've got humid, humid weather. Well, not as bad as last week, but... It was pretty humid today. We had a little bit of rain and stuff this morning. We, you know, we just worked through it because it was so yeah. humid. Yeah. And then I went out and shoveled the alpaca shed and I came back in and thought I was going to die. It was so hot and humid. Ugh. And it's, you know, 20 degrees cooler than it was last week, so. Oh, wow. But. Yeah, I I could see what people meant when they said, you know, perfect weather for stuff like this is when it's a little bit overcast. Because we change mm-hmm. clothes about, like, five times between, you know, it being a little chilly in the morning and then working, you know, getting a tent pitched. And we we got one of those, like, it wasn't a tent, but, like, those things that have, like, a... The canopies? yeah with with a sort of a tent but like it's like mesh on the mm-hmm. on the doors yeah. and we were we thought we were doing well until we realized that it didn't quite look like the picture and we're looking at it we're like what are we doing wrong and somebody's like i think we have it inside out <laughs> oops so we, we figured that out and we're able to flip it over but we had a good laugh that sounds yeah and there were like six of us too. We're all looking at each other like, I don't know what we're doing wrong. It looks right to me. At least you did figure it out. Yeah. I think we would have figured it out when we realized the zippers wouldn't zip. Mm-hmm. Or the zippers were on the inside. Although a lot of yeah. them have two-way zippers. Oh, they do? Yeah, because you have to be able to zip it on the outside, but you also have to be able to zip it on the inside. So it wouldn't have made a whole lot of difference. Because hmm. if you're inside, you got to be able to zip it. Oh, yeah, I suppose. So you can get out. That's true. And if you're outside and you want to leave it, you want to usually zip it up so that nothing gets in there. Mm. Well, we tried that, but we were going in and out so much that we had flies and bees and moths and mm-hmm. goodness, goodness only knows what else. Luckily, nobody got 
stung or anything because there were a couple kids there that were like, I don't need to get stung by bees. This could end very badly. So we're like, okay, yeah. you, should, you should go now. Mom got stung last night Ooh, or yesterday. Ouch. And we got stuff on it and it didn't hurt. You know, we yeah. I got stuff on it right away and she seemed fine. But today it's really itchy and now her lymph nodes are swollen. Mm, it was on yeah. the back of her neck. And my brother got stung while he was weed whacking and he didn't have anything to put on it. And he's got a, pl- it's probably three, four inches around on his stomach. It's Ugh. just this huge mound. It's real hot. And we sent him to the store for baking soda. Uh. So here's my, my bee and wasp PSA. I don't know <laughs> if I did this last week or not. If you're stung by a bee or a yellow jacket, baking soda is what you should put on it. It neutralizes the venom. Okay. If you're stung by a hornet or a wasp, put vinegar on it. Yeah, I remember you saying that last week, but how do you know which? Well, hopefully you'll see it. And if you don't? Put one on and then after a bit, put the other one on. I don't <laughs> know. If it gets worse. Yeah. Mom it, mom, it took the sting out of mom's like right away. I made this really thick paste and put it on her neck. Of course, every time she moved, then she dropped paste all over the place. So underneath the table this morning, the dining room table, there was paste everywhere. Mm. Can you combine the two and do like vinegar and baking you soda? Can't, or does that because they neutralize each other. Oh. Yeah, it seems like a really smart idea, but <laughs> how does that work? Oh, oh shame. Me. What about you, Scott? Anything exciting? I don't know. Not terribly. I mean, we've been <laughs> having a, a little bit of a slow last few days at work, which is kind of nice. Our third girl who's here for the summer is on vacation for a week and a half, so she's not back till Wednesday. But there really hasn't been all that much stuff happening during that week, so we haven't been particularly rushed or anything, so that's been nice. I've been watching various random things, (laughs) like the 1990s Flash and recommended episodes of Star Trek and... uh, panels from comic-con and <laughs> all sorts of stuff yeah i tried to find the john barrowman panel from comic-con and i did not i haven't found it and i didn't look up the arrow one yet i need to do that yeah i haven't actually looked for any of the panels i just came across the muppets one so i've been watching that i watched a little bit of it last night and then finished it just now i have read the articles that typable did about five things they learned from the Flash and Arrow panels, but I haven't actually looked for the panels themselves. Mm-hmm. guess we'll be talking about some of those more on Wednesday, probably. Probably. But, I don't know. Apart from that, I kind of enjoyed not having much to do this weekend. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> you know, had pizza and ice cream and things like that. Mm. So I was... Ice cream. I was looking at our ice cream maker, trying to figure out what kind of ice cream I want to make, but... We want to use the raw milk, and my raw milk dealer is AWOL at the moment. I haven't been able to reach her, so. And I'm going through it, and it says, You can make slushies with this machine. Just put in Coke or Kool-Aid or, you know, whatever, and and it'll make a slushie. And I was like, well, I don't drink any of that stuff, but I love Mocha Freeze coffees. Oh, that sounds so good. So I took leftover coffee from this morning and added my creamer and stuck it in there and made a mocha freeze. And it was really good. I It that stayed in a little bit so too long. Good. It needed to be a little bit less blended because it was really hard to drink. 
Oh, yeah. Mm. If I'd had a straw, it would have probably worked out just fine. Oh. But it was really good, and I'm going to have to do that more often. So yeah. I'm thinking we need to make blackberry ice cream as soon as I can get my hands on some good milk, since I've got lots of blackberries. Uh. Oh, that reminds me. So one of the sponsors for Relay was, goodness, I don't remember what the name of the store is. But anyway, they have blueberry ice cream. And mm. I think it's with real blueberries, as far as I could tell. Yummy. Yeah. We're just about done with the blueberries that we picked. I told my nephew yesterday that they came from the house of the the people that whose daughter is the Playboy Bunny of the Year. And his eyes got really big. It was funny. <laughs> was she home? No, I don't think so. Talk to her mom, though. <laughs> yeah. Man, we were so caffeinated that night. I mean, between, well, we were caffeinated and hydrated. So it was like guzzling water and guzzling caffeine. So I think it kind of evened itself out. Oh, I'd have been in the bathroom all night instead of but, anywhere else. Yeah, I was too. But there there was a, you know, guy who was keeping an eye on the on the things, you know, the before they opened one of the main, well, sort of main doors. And he's like, you again. I'm like, don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to see a lot of me tonight. <laughs> Just checking out the facilities. Well, it's almost seven. We should probably start this thing. Even All though right. it's not quite as long as it was. Fourth Sunday, March 6th. Here's episode 229 of Potter Fit Quickly. The podcast where the story never ends. Very awesome fun. Very awesome fun. That's us, man. There's something going on. I'm not Microsoft. <laughs> I wasn't snoring, was I? How about Sherbert Levin? If I start snoring, let me know. Never mind. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Oh, we're just having adventures. Yep. Adventures. adventures are good. Good girl. Don't talk those trousers. Stupid. Yep. Ooh, we're evil. <laughs> How's that going? Yeah, go <laughs> 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 oh, I snorted so much yesterday. It was unreal. <laughs> same same time, same same channel. It's all snake all the time, Trisha. Of course, she's I need to learn how to have a filter on my mouth. Holy oh, nice. shit! Yes, Scott. They're Where there to talk about place? the sector. They're going to worry about homework Aww, later. Duke. <laughs> I swear, yeah. I read them for the stories. <laughs> <laughs> Sex and snow gags. Awkward. I'm so good to have nightmares. <laughs> you always laugh before the end. Butterfick Weekly. Where the story lands. Ever ends. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Potterpick Weekly, everyone, the original podcast of the Potterpick Weekly family of podcasts where we sit down and talk about Harry Potter fan fiction mostly every week. Sometimes we skip a few, but you know, as it works out. Right now, we are on our second podcast of A Keen Observer, or is it a third? It's our third. It's third. our third podcast of A Keen Observer by Deep Down Slytherin. We are covering 
chapters 13 through 16, I believe, 18, this time. I think. 18. Okay. <laughs> Probably I shouldn't have started. But anyway, <laughs> we will see how far we get. And this is a story about Andromeda growing up in Hogwarts and how things go for her. And we're having a lot of fun with it so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am Scott. I'm Sue. And I'm Mooney. Probably should have said that sooner, but, you know, yeah, well, we get the information yeah. out there eventually. Eventually. Yeah. And... So chapter 13 is called Life and Social Habits of British Muggles, mm-hmm. which seems like mm-hmm. it should be a Wizarding Wireless program or yeah, something. It does. It really does. <laughs> well, it like is that. a book, though. Well, and we have the, you know, it's summer and Sissy is finally old enough to go to the parties. And so that's good because... When Sissy was forbidden to do things that they were, she got in a snit and wouldn't speak to them. And, oh, yeah, that's not good. Even though they keep telling her they're boring. She's like, Mm -hmm. I want to go. Well, she's the one who's always enjoyed that kind of thing. That's true. And Mm -hmm. she actually carries off the pink dress robes that her mother thinks are proper for 13-year-old witches to wear. She is blonde. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It works out for her. Yeah. (laughs) Reminds me of that scene in Little House on the Prairie. Okay. I don't remember that. No, where Laura has to wear blue ribbons because her hair is brown, and Mary has to wear pink because her hair is blonde. Mm. Okay. Um, so... I haven't seen those in a long time. I should go find them again. Because you're not watching <laughs> enough stuff tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could easily sit at home for a week just watching things. Mm-hmm. If they would, you know, not fire me. I could do that. So, Bella's, the night was Bella's. She was the belle of the ball. Har, har. Har, har. So how old is she, like 16 now? 13. No, Bella. Probably about that, because there's one year each, so Narcissa's 13, uh, Andy's 14, Bella be oh. 15, depending on where their birthdays are. So well, they might, that's right. they might be slightly not quite. It's Sissy that was the belle of the ball. Mm-hmm. This is the one that she finally gets to go to because she's 13 now. But they're going into, I think Andromeda is going into fifth year, so she must be close to 15 at least, which would make Bella more like 16. 16. Hmm. Bella sneaks out. Of course she does. And she apparently has a passionate argument with Rodolphus, and then she heads out. Andy's dancing with Will, and he says, just let him go. And Mm -hmm. And she's not sure what else to do about it really so Mm -hmm. i don't think there's anything she can do (laughs) no but later that night bella comes in and collapses on andy's bed and andy wants to know what she's been doing and she says go to sleep and she can feel the magic coming off of her and Mm -hmm. so she feels weird and she's not sure what's going on with all of this Mm -hmm. rodolphus put charms on the room so the ministry wouldn't detect that Bella was doing magic and she's studying things and I'm sure none of it's good. No. And then we have a shift of scene and tone because mm. Sirius is apparently trying to teach Reggie how to disco. Yes. <laughs> that was Without great. music because none of them have muggle music to play. Mm-mm. And Bella says they look like they've been hit with a seizure jinx. And Regulus does, I don't believe this is really how muggle kids dance. It can't be. <laughs> But yeah. Narcissa wants to know why they're even even trying to learn this. They're never gonna dance with muggles anyhow. And Tyrion says, Well I might and Yeah. I wonder if he no, ever does. Sort of, you never know. It's possible. 
I guess we'll see if it happens to come up in this, but uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of the time that we aren't following him, too. So. And then they have a knock on the door because Uncle Alfred is going to Diagon Alley, and they keep saying they're bored, and so he's wondering if anyone wants to come, and Andy and Reggie eventually decide to go. Bella's too tired, and Narcissa says, we're going next week anyway, so what's the point? And Sirius, of all people, is like, I don't have any money. Poor yeah. Sirius. Yeah. He doesn't get the allowance, I guess. I don't know. So and Reg-, Reg wants to go to Quality Quidditch Supplies, and yeah. Andy's does. like, okay, you're old enough to go by yourself. I don't want to go to the Quidditch store, so Mm-mm. just come back and meet us later. And she's and- sitting by Fortescue's, and Ted shows up. Because he always shows up. <laughs> he does. He has this radar where she's concerned. And he he just, yeah, finds... So, he wants to know how come she's there and where everybody else is. And she tells him mostly what's going on and that she came with Uncle Alfred. Alfred. Mm, and Reggie's around somewhere. Mm-hmm. He invites her he out invites to lunch. He invites her for lunch. Yeah. yeah. Lunch at a... I think at Fortescue's... Or oh no, it's a it's no. They a go into they, go, they go to Muggle London. Oh right, and it's the first yeah. time that she's ever been in Muggle London. So yeah. and he says, "Well, I know this place. They have great sandwiches." And she's like, "All oh, right, it's only a block down from the Leaky Cauldron." And she, wait a minute, that means it's outside the Leaky Cauldron. But this is Muggle London. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's a and, nice place. And she's kind of bewildered by the traffic and things when they go mm-hmm. through because they don't run into that in in wizarding areas Mm -mm. and then when they go into the restaurant yeah she comments on the air conditioning she thinks it's a charm of some kind and she wants to know about his parents and how come his parents aren't with him and he says ah they figure i can handle on things on my own and And it's kind of awkward for them in diagon alley because there's a lot of comments about muggles and things Mm -hmm. so they have a nice lunch and then they head back and they run into actually run into his family there and Mm -hmm meet her and his mother is very smitten and they think her her name is lovely and exotic and very unique <laughs> and his brother wants to know so how rich are you yeah. michael mind your manners because apparently keep ted keeps talking about how she's pretty and she's rich and ted's like shut up shut up stop you were talking stop talking now this is not the conversation i want to be having yeah and, and Andromeda does Teddy, the same thing two is... seconds later. What a nice girl. Yeah. You could pick up something about good manners from her. Mm-hmm. And she steps in, and Reg is there, and he wants to know if she's been in Muggle London. And, the horror. and she basically blackmails him into not telling, because mm-hmm. threatened... she threatens him with Bella, and he doesn't think through that Bella's probably the one who would be most horrified by her being in, Lon- in London yeah. in the first place. Yeah, and then they go home, and Sirius wants to know if they've had an interesting, if she had an interesting afternoon, and she says, not particularly, and he says, that's not what Reg says, and she says, he told you? Well, no, but uh, now you prefer there's something to tell. Mm -hmm. Oh, Andy. (laughs) Oh, Andy. But he likes... You tell something from their faces, Mm -hmm. so. He likes Ted, so it works out. And he says he won't tell anyone. Mm-hmm. And he works out that this is that Ted Tonks is the guy she was meeting. Reg did tell you, no, <laughs> I just worked it out because I know you. Yeah. And he says, all right, I won't tell anybody so long as you take me with you next time. <laughs> yeah, that's it. 
I love how everybody's And then we have a conversation with Bella. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Bella's irritated because Andy's reading the paper and not paying attention to her. <laughs> of course not. The most important thing to do is pay attention to Bella whenever she's in the room. Well, that makes sense. And there's been more killings and more disappearances, both wizards and muggles. And this strange apparition in the sky over some of the unexpected murders. And Annie's feeling slightly uneasy and sick to her stomach, but she's apparently the only one. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bella doesn't seem surprised, and Andy doesn't really want to think about what that means. Mm-hmm. And so she decides to go look for Will, and she runs into a little boy in between as she's running into Will and Rabastan and Mulsiber, and they start picking on him and telling him that he should apologize when she's the one that ran into him. Right. Because it turns out he's a mudblood and must apologize for his filthy presence on the train and so on and so forth. And Mm -hmm. she stops them and tries to pass it off as being, ah, he's just a little first year. He's not worth it. Why waste your time? But Mm -hmm. it's a little bit odd for them anyway. And then they get to Hogwarts and Bella's telling, she's guessing what houses people are going to go in. And and she's, yeah. She's usually right. She's about 90% right. But he's like. She's like, that boy looks like a crup. Look at his ears. Hufflepuff in this hat. It's like, Hufflepuff. <laughs> Merlin, he'd have to be brave to go out into public with that haircut. He must be a Gryffindor. And that's like, Gryffindor. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. That one looks like he's going to be sick. Oh, yep. He's turning green. Definitely a Hufflepuff. <laughs> oh, and that's, there's a guy with really thick glasses. Mm, or a girl, actually. Girl. She mm. goes into Ravenclaw. So on. Yep. She's basically bored exercising her wit they're realizing there's no dark arts teacher there at the moment so i wonder what's going to happen which is kind of too bad because andy kind of liked melankov Mm -hmm. who was talking about you know there's no dark magic and light magic there's just magic and what you do with it basically right which has he has a point in several areas although as ted mentioned last chapter you can't really think of a good use for cruciatus curse most of the things, you know, have a good you use. can kill someone with a Wingardium Leviosa if you try hard enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure you could. Mm-hmm. But she's a little miffed because Ted's talking to some girl. Mm-hmm. Mm. Some blonde girl with curly hair and she's quite pretty and obviously she shouldn't be new. She must have seen her at some point before, but she's never really thought about who this is. Mm-hmm. Bella wants to know what she's looking at. No, nothing, nothing at all. Nothing, nothing, nothing at all. He can go about his business. You can go about your business. Move along. Move along. Move along. Move along. Nothing to see here. And speaking but... of Ted, she runs into him in the library mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. notices that she he's made a mistake on his arithmetic homework. And... No, I haven't. Yes, you have. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Right there. So you've switched these two numbers around. Oh, yes, I have. Darn. (laughs) (laughs) So what exactly is arithmancy? It's some sort of math. Yes. And it depends on who you listen to, what exactly it is. If you look up the word, it's the process of using math for divination, which makes it slightly weird that Hermione would love it so much. Mm -hmm. Like what? Like a horoscope? Maybe. To some extent, but not quite. It's like how it's how numbers all each have magical properties and how 
putting these numbers together in different ways means different things and stuff like that. So a whole article about it on, I think it was the Leaky Cauldron thing that I read a little while ago from 2007 or 8-ish. They went through, uh, basically it was started with Pythagoras and Pythagoras's original texts and things were all destroyed by people that thought he was being too mystical or something like that. And the stuff that we know of, that's like the Pythagorean theorem and all of those kinds of things come down from some of his disciples who wrote it down again. Mm. So I don't know. Um, I didn't go through and click on the sources and things that they had at the bottom of the article, so I don't really know much about it. It's kind of interesting idea, but I've always had the impression that it was more in like Harry Potter world. It was more about, you know, the background processes of spells and things like that. I don't know. That's probably just a fanon thing because we really don't hear anything about it Mm-mm. in the canon. Just that no, nope, just that it's Professor Vector and Herm- it's Hermione's favorite subject, and Harry looks at the book and thinks it looks terrible and hard. <laughs> uh, that's all we know. Yeah, there are any number of ways that something could look terrible and hard, and Hermione would still like it. So, <laughs> so it's basically like algebra for wizards. times so like a gajillion. Something yeah, like it's that. like. Wizard calculus or something. Uh, yeah, I, not happening. <laughs> mm, not for me. Nope, don't nope, do math. Nope, uh-uh. nope, nope, nope. <laughs> so I'd probably enjoy it, but I don't really know. I haven't done enough math classes recently, so I'd probably have to brush up. I did take college calculus in high school, but that's as far as I went. Because <laughs> I didn't need them for drama, so. Anyway. She She's helping helps, out Ted and yeah, the... Correct his homework. And young then, man from the train comes and says, you're, you're the girl from the train. And she mm-hmm. nods and he's, I just wanted to say thanks for telling him to leave off. And she tells him to stay away from them and they won't bother him. And the boy leaves and Ted's like, someone's got a crush on you. <laughs> Hello, Cullen Creevy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's just sort of, she. so she tells him what that was really about and... He's like, hmm, I'm trying to reconcile this image of the pureblood princess and the crusader for first-gear muggle-borns. <laughs> he says, hmm, Avery must not be too happy with you. And I said, what? Why? Because you told him off in front of a bunch of his friends. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Boys don't like that. that. <laughs> <laughs> and Bella has had defense against the dark arts first thing, and so they go and want to know about the new teacher. And So what's he like? And, Bella's like, it's a she. I still don't get why she didn't show up to the opening feast. I don't know. Just because she hadn't arrived yet or something? Which seems very weird to me. Yeah. Or she was still organizing things in her office or whatever. I mean, Moody didn't show up until halfway through his feast. Or Crouch Moody, anyway. There are lots of rumors. And and Bella doesn't quite know what to think of her. No. She's a pureblood, so that's okay. But otherwise, I don't know. Which is weird, because usually Bella can figure them out right off from the first class. And and so when Andy goes into the class, she kind of figures out what Bella means, because she she seems to be quite serious and know what she's talking about. You can't really pick out exactly what this person is like. Mm -hmm. She's hard to read, it says. She seems slightly amused most of the time. Mm-hmm. 
So she starts them off with practical lessons because that's what they're going to do most of this year. And they're they're partnering up and hexing and shielding each other. And she gets hit with a jet of water from Ted, who had missed his partner's shield mm-hmm. and run into her. And so yeah. she spins around and hexes him back. Sorry, Professor, my wand slipped. And she says, rectum sempra. And then she smiles. Sorry, Professor, my wand slipped too. Mm -hmm. So she makes them stay after class. They get detention, I think. They don't get detention. But instead, they have to write an essay on the first chapter of their textbook for Monday. (laughs) And from now on, you will only cast spells when you're told and not on dare, Mr. Tonks, or retaliation, Mrs. Black. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is a an interesting, must have been one of those moments when your brain gets ahead of your fingers, because she says, and in the past, you will cast spells only when you're told, rather than in future. In future. Mm-hmm. She meant. That, that would be sense. impressive. <laughs> yeah. And we move on, and we have Marlene come up. Hogsmeade weekend, I think, or something. Uh, well, seriously. Or no, they're just walking to dinner. That's what it is. Had been spotted with Lily, and Marlene wants to know if. Sirius and Lily Evans are going out. Could you imagine Sirius and Lily? No. But no. they were In walking some ways and talking. It could work, but they'd probably kill each other. Yeah. Worse than James. James, too. Mm-hmm. I've, se- I've seen her with Remus, and it works. Yeah. Yeah, Remus would I think work. It would. Because they, they sort of have the, the Star Trek thing going on. Like, there's. Remus on one pole and Sirius on the other pole, and James is sort of the in the middle. Mm-hmm. Why is everybody on poles? <laughs> it's as in poles of a magnet. Oh, one end and the other. Yeah, and then yeah, James is yeah. I see that. It's like you know, a, a Spock, McCoy, and Kirk in the middle between them. Not the not in the same way, but uh, same similar sort of thing. It's like. James is a lot like Sirius, but he also can can be, be serious, serious when he wants to be. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Sirius is more kind of the, on the wild side of James, and that's why they're friends. And then Remus kind of keeps them grounded a little bit. So Or tries to. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's good to try to keep them grounded. So I could... Technically, I could see Lily working with any of them if you wrote it right. Mm-hmm. I don't think she would probably go with Sirius because, at least in Fanon, he has a reputation. And most of the things that are he has in common with James are the things she didn't like about James. Mm-hmm. This is very true. <laughs> but, very true. Yeah. And then there's poor Peter. Yeah, well, yes. Peter. Well, and it's funny because Marlene has come up and she's asking about this and she says that you know, Sirius's girls are, are like a revolving door, and you know, mm-hmm. that's. Uh, and Andy says, uh, "I think some of that's actually exaggerated. He doesn't actually go with all that many girls, even though he has this reputation." Yeah, um, I think Andy's the one that actually calls him the revolving door, and then she says, "Marlene says, Andy, I think he's all talk. For all that reputation of being ladies' man, he doesn't really go out with a lot of different girls." Yeah, and, and Andy says, "Wow, you've been thinking about this, haven't you?" Mm-hmm. And he says, "I don't know what you mean. <laughs> of course not. Yeah. I was just wondering." And then Elizabeth comes and says, "Hey, Andy, Bella's in the hospital wing." Oh dear! Well, something happened in defense class. So Andy hurries up and 
goes into the hospital wing, but she hears voices and she ducks behind a tall cabinet. Mm-hmm. And... I love that there are things to hide behind all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And apparently Bella has done something terrible to somebody and she really should be expelled. And of course, Slughorn and Dumbledore are like, now, now. Don't but... go expelling students. You know. Arg, Dumbledore. This little incident. And Dumbledore says, yes, it was worrying and we don't want her using those sorts of spells. But if we expel her, she's probably going to go to the places that she learned them in the first place. Mm, He's hoping it's not too late, which sadly it is. It is. And she tries to sneak out and she trips and falls. And but she that's where Tonks gets it from. Yeah. They (laughs) think that she's coming in the door, not going out the door. So, well, that's good. They. Dumbledore tells uh, you were that. probably looking for your sister. She's already gone. You should go back to your dormitory as well. And Bella's not answering the door. So she threatens to blast it open. And so Bella comes and opens it and says, Oh, you're coming to scold me, have you? No, she just wants to know what's going on. Yeah. So, oh, it was just this little obnoxious half-blood Gryffindor always talking about how his father's so brilliant in the ministry. And then he was being mouthy about the blacks. She just read this interesting spell, and she thought she'd try it. uh, (laughs) Yeah, we know how well those work. Mm, Mm -hmm. Harry. And he's really mad, and she's really worried for her sister. And she's like, they're talking about expelling you. And Bella's like, oh, they won't do that. She's right. They won't. You can't go around hurting people. You could have killed him. Mm -hmm. Well, I knew I wasn't going to kill him. But that's not the point. And... Bella just doesn't get what she's worked up about because, after all, he's only a half-blood. Andy's sort of starting to realize that this is actually what how Bella thinks. Mm-hmm. And it's unsettling. Yeah. I think you've gone over to the bad place. Yeah, Andy's starting to really think that muggles are people too. And <laughs> Bella is starting to think, oh, muggles should be killed. Let's just kill them all. And yeah. So we're we're going to come to a splitting point with our sister friends. Mm-hmm. Which fic was that? Where that's actually a thing? It's an it's an Anne fic of and, some sort. Yes, yes, it was canon. DV yeah. canon. Yeah, that's what I thought. There's a a Hufflepuff who start starts up the resistant group. Muggles are people too, and the Caros are doing things in uh, year seven. <laughs> <laughs> I need a T-shirt. Muggles are people too. That would be a cool shirt. I want one. <laughs> and there's the whole thing where they just put the initials up everywhere. Professor Sprout is like, well, we couldn't possibly know what that could stand for. It could be anything. I haven't seen any of my Hufflepuffs doing anything about that. It certainly could have been, I suppose, but I don't have any proof. So I'm going to hijack us here a minute. Matt, Majacomo, and Lauren are expecting. And Matt... Oh, good for them. Matt posted, our baby has been the size of a lime, a tomato, and an avocado, and now an onion. We shall name it guacamole. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was An onion is bigger than, oh yeah, I suppose it would be. Mm, Some of them are. Ours are right now. You put onions in guac? Some people do. I don't, but some people do. But so they've decided that they're going to call her Mojacamole. Or something like that. <laughs> Majaka Molly. Yeah. yeah. They could so, call her Molly, I suppose. Molly Majakamo. Matt thinks that's pretty funny. And, well, our, our last scene of this chapter 
is Andy's gone out to the bleachers to be alone and think about things. And Sirius shows up because uh, Ted has informed him about where she is. And mm-hmm. he seems to know about a bit about that. Yeah, Ted, he seems to know where you are all the time. That's just mm-hmm. creepy. Does he have a Marauder's map? <laughs> Something. Sirius says, I thought you might want some company. And he says, I don't. Yeah, Ted told me that too. But whenever <laughs> anyone says that, I just assume I'm an exception. Yes, I'm always the exception to the rule. And, so, and she wants to talk about Bella. And, you know, it was only a matter of time before she did something stupid. Because she's hanging around with Rodolphus and he's really into dark arts. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he says, well, I've read those books. It's not that bad. And he says, uh, there's probably some you haven't read. Mm. And you're not going to be able to save her. And she's refusing to pick up on this thread. So he decides to talk about Ted instead. And she's like, oh, I, I don't want you to talk about that either. <laughs> <laughs> Just shut up, Sirius. And we move Good to thought. chapter 15, which is called Chains. Mm. We're... They've got home... For the holidays. Yeah. This year is going fast. Reggie and Sirius are having a good time because they actually get to have holiday stuff. And that's kind of neat. And the house elves have done a really good job. Bella is playing chess because Mm -hmm. she's become really interested in it again since meeting this pale young fellow over the board. I need to relearn how to play chess. I I have a vague general idea of how it works, but I've never played enough to be particularly good at it i do too but i can't anticipate moves i can't figure out you what people are going to do and what to yeah, yeah i i haven't Just quite have to gotten play each other or people at this level and then we don't have the problems <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what i'm gonna do i don't know what you're gonna do <laughs> i don't either and someday so you'll both be are, amazing you know. chess players yeah so, so they're having they're playing chess, and Sissy's talking about her dress robes because, of course, they're spectacular. And Edgy's looking at the broomstick magazine, and if he had all the money in the world, he'd buy this one and this one and this one. And somebody comes to the front door, and a man comes up the stairs and wants to know. He says, yeah. "I'm here to see your father. Is he in?" Yeah. And it's... and Bella answers because he's talking to her because she's the oldest. She doesn't bother saying, no, it's not my father, it's my uncle. Mm-hmm. She just tells him he's in his study. Crouch, and he leaves young Barty Crouch behind while he goes in to talk. Oh my. So this is where Barty Jr. originally meets Bellatrix. Mm-hmm. And he Poor kid. gets him to watch them play chess for a bit. And then Mr. Crouch storms out, and obviously the meeting has not gone very well. Very well. No. no. But the ball goes very well indeed. Mm. Uh, it's kind of forced cheerfulness through the party, but Narcissa has a great time. Of course she does. Mm-hmm. And Bella's telling the story about Crouch storming out. Yeah. And, she's... and Rodolfo says, well, this must be it. It's, we're splitting with the ministry. Mm-hmm. Crouch is a staunch ministry wizard. That's not what they're doing. Yeah, and the ministry's mm-hmm. not going to take care of the problem, so we're going to have to outsource it. Will's a little bit tense about this, but Rodolphus is thinking, well, of course, it's, it's time to do everything. And he's talking a lot more than he usually does, so Andy thinks he must be a little bit drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's usually just silent and superior. And they're going to purify the world and save their race, and they've, they've got their leader 
And Andy speaks up and says, I don't want a war. Yeah. And they're sort of going, oh, right, she's here. <laughs> Forgot about her. Nobody wants a war on Andromeda, but sometimes it's a necessary evil. And Will wants to know why she said that. Mm -hmm. She says, well, I don't. People die when they, there's war. And she wants to know, is it really necessary? How are we being oppressed? How are we prevented from doing anything? And he It's thinks, more well, the fact that they exist, if you yeah. know what I mean. Exactly. We shouldn't have to go to school with these muggle-born kids. They should have their own school or something. Mm -hmm. And she wants to know if Will thinks he can actually kill somebody. And he decides yes if it was for the right reason. And she admits that she can't. He says, oh, I don't know. If your family was threatened, I bet you could. Because you're more of a black than you think. Yeah. yeah. She says, I'm not my family. I'm only myself. Yeah. And then we shift over to Diagon Alley, mm -hmm. where they have come, because Narcissa has to go to Madame Elkins, because she's grown three inches, <gasps> and all her school shirts are, skirts are becoming very much too short. Yes. They so didn't have skirts. Why not? Because the only thing that meant that's mentioned on a school uniform on your on your thingy when you get your letter is robes. It says nothing about muggle clothes underneath the robes. This well, is true. Yes. Yeah. Who knows? And we know it's that hard to say. I don't remember what nothing under the robe. <laughs> well, Ray finds admitted that he wore women's stockings underneath his robes when he was filming Harry Potter. So we know what Voldemort wears under his robe. <laughs> and it's, it's sort of based around like 17, 1800s ish, I think. So I don't know what people wore under their tunics at that point. Well, they mm. apparently didn't have knickers in Elizabethan England. Well, and I mean, when we watch the movies or when you, you know, think about it, the kids have muggle clothes on underneath their robes. Even, like, Draco has slacks on. Right, which drives me crazy. But if you look at Dumbledore, he's not wearing anything under those robes. Right. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. It's the, the movies have made them more like a regular British boarding school. Mm -hmm. And they've got school uniforms underneath graduation robes over top. Right. Which, Pretty much, uh, yeah. Huge but, pet peeve. Well, even the books. What they really would be books. wearing is, like, the giant t-shirt robes that just go over your head. Right, basically and, a dress. Mm -hmm. Harry probably would have muggle clothes under them because he's used to that. And right. He wouldn't bother taking everything off before putting his robes on. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the purebloods wouldn't necessarily. They'd have, like, bloomers or something. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. yeah. I see Draco in just whatever his unders would be and a robe. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't have slacks on. He wouldn't no. have his shirt on. No. He yeah. would just have robes because muggle clothes would be beneath him. Which makes me wonder what he'd be wearing when he's getting to uh, King's Cross. Because, I mean, you have to dress like a muggle when you get there. That's true. We've never really had it confirmed or, or denied that there's a, a wizard entrance to King's Cross. Mm -hmm. There doesn't seem to be. Because, I mean, Mrs. Weasley's trotting along with all of yeah, her kids. The Weasleys all, yeah. don't go that way. But some... I could see someone like the Malfoys where they only have one kid just apparating onto the platform. That's true, too. Something like that. But mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, exactly and, well, think about this. What is What do they wear when they're getting robe fittings, right? Are they standing there in their underwear while Mrs. Mulkins and 
and uh, her shopkeepers are pinning and and you know mm-hmm. when you go in for fittings like that you tend to have things taken on and off and on and off and in the muggle world you'd go and do it in you know you'd probably be in your underwear but you'd be somewhere private yeah and I don't this know. obviously wasn't very like private a, well a there's that scene robe where on and like just pinch the the sleeves to measure how mm-hmm. skinny draco's arms are or something well they know. they do He's have him they do like, have him um in a robe fitting in book six and you know he's right complaining the... watch where you stick those pins and not wanting to pull his sleeve up so right. yeah he, i presume he's got at least something over his arm which would be the robes probably right but i don't know if it describes what draco's wearing in that first scene where they meet in madame malkins they're standing on stools mm-hmm. but i don't oh, know oh there's that too i forgot about that yeah. yeah i imagine that they're both wearing, wearing robes but you know well, yeah, Harry well, would Harry's still be in his muggle clothes. He wouldn't have robes yet. Dudley, yeah. yeah. Except that makes it a little weird that Draco doesn't realize that he this is a muggle kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, oh, what's your last name? I don't know. Interesting. I'll have to investigate some more. My books are in another room where I'd go get them. But... <laughs> well, the, the, the chapter pictures all have them with the front open right. robes with... with mm-hmm. um, t-shirts even pottermore does and i'm just sitting here beating my head against my computer screen going no 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 it's what people are used to now i am mm-hmm. still hoping to some get myself an actual robe to go with my cloak and it would just be the basic tunic thing mm-hmm. uh, i just a stole a graduation robe from school <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, pleasantly surprised at the Hogwarts houses of the Critical Role crew. Oh, yeah? Yeah. There were several Hufflepuffs. Mostly, it was more Hufflepuffs and Slytherins with one Ravenclaw and no Gryffindors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forget what the answers to those were. That, I don't that know. was in the Q&A thing, wasn't who, it? Yeah, and I didn't watch it. I just listened to it, and I don't know their voices well enough to know who was what. Especially because when they come out of character, their voices sound so much different. Except for Travis. You can usually tell Travis. Mm-hmm. Just because he's deeper than the rest of them. Yeah. It is a li- It is quite a bit different from his normal voice, but you can still tell. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'll have to go back and listen to that or watch it again. Yeah, I'd like to kind of watch it and just see who, who was what. Because mm-hmm. the, the first two were like, that... Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff. And I was like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I forget which episode that was. The one after ten. that, there's a further 45 minutes where they play Just Dance that I just cut out because yeah. it doesn't translate to listening. No. But if you feel like going and watching that, that exists. I didn't do it at the time. but I, I listened to the, the Q&A one, so episode 12 today, and kind of noted down some ideas for fate. So that was fun. Hmm. Good. But anyhow, there's this podcast to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) And... Tangent! Yes. So, uh, Sissy's getting new robes. Bella and Andy have been given permission to wander off on their own. Andy's having a really hard time because it's raining. And she's dropping stuff in her bags in the street. And she's cursing violently. And, of course, Ted's there. Of course, Ted's there. For crying out loud, this is getting creepy. I know. 
what are you doing here? Every time I'm in Diagon Alley, you show up, she says. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, it's because, you know, it's uh, either I'm stalking you or uh, it's two days before Christmas and most normal people are trying to finish their Christmas shopping. Uh, oh, right. more, right. Most people would have gotten it done before now, but that's just me. <laughs> so they go in to get a drink and to yeah. dry off. Yeah, this is where they go to Fortescue's. I knew there was a time when they were in Diagon Alley and they go to Fortescue's. Oh, dear. Yes. And so they're just talking and she's saying, you know, that Andromeda, Andromeda is a constellation. Mm -hmm. and, and he wants to know what the story is behind that because he knows there's constellations have stories with them mm -hmm. so she tells him the greek myth of andromeda who is a girl who gets is supposed to be sacrificed to a giant fish monster and then gets rescued by perseus <laughs> and ted wants to know why don't they just hand over her mother he's she's the one who was getting tr in trouble with poseidon for the first place but that's not what the seer said you don't feed the queen to the sea monsters. You feed the young princesses. Of yeah. course you do. Mm -hmm. And then uh, her mother shows up. Oh, shit. And Reg, Reg spotted her through the window and went to tell mom. Told on her. And now he is in deep caca with her. Well, she's in deep shit, too. But she is in deep shit with her mother, who actually slaps her across the face which really shows how angry she is because blacks don't do public displays. No. Mm -hmm. the, our narrator, Andromeda, says, I'm pretty sure Ted came away from that thinking that we were all beaten daily at home. Mm -hmm. Really, it's just that, that never happens. And it was more the shock than anything that made her um, stay still after that. And here comes Bella. She's at home and... With an ice pack, and she's talking to Narcissa, and, and now the door slams, and here comes Bella, and she's just like, Honestly, Anley, what were you thinking? I didn't actually do anything. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was talking to a boy from my class. I'm not going to be his best mate. I'm not going to marry him. I was just talking. Are you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, It's bad enough we have to go to school with them. You shouldn't associate with them over the holidays. She's going, I'm not a blood traitor, but am I supposed to act like I didn't even see him? And Bella's like, yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you don't associate with them. But, and Narcissa basically says, oh, she probably wasn't thinking. And Bella sort of latches onto that and they all have a group hug. Mm. But Andy can tell this isn't going to end well. Can we move to chapter 16? Misguided. Misguided. Yes, and she's grounded. Yep. She's not allowed to wrist. associate with anybody because she can't be trusted. Yeah, so she can only see Bella and Narcissa. Mm -hmm. She's not in solitary quite. And then before they go back to school, she gets a lecture accompanied with mild hexes from her father about family honor and all of that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Which, of course, she doesn't listen to. No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no. So she sits with Bella on the train. And while Simon Flint is attempting to talk about Quidditch, and she's bored. Yeah, so she goes and finds Marlene and yeah. start looking for the sweets. Mm -hmm. And she sees Ted again with that girl. Yeah. Who is that girl? Oh, it's Helen, Helen Carmichael. Yeah. 
They've been going well, she's out. She's a client at Ravenclaw, but her friends are mostly Gryffindors. And they've been going out since before Christmas. And Marlene wants to know why she cares. I don't care. I don't care about anything. But she's not even pretty. <laughs> she doesn't. Mm-hmm. I'm just commenting. I don't care. Me thinks she doth protest too much. Uh, <laughs> which I think is actually backwards from the real quote. But anyway. Yes. And, and Professor Radix comes in. Mm-hmm. I think he's the, he's the arithmetic professor. Yes. And she's his favorite. Because he's and, a nice girl from Slytherin who actually seems to be interested in his class. Uh, <laughs> and she thinks he's sweet, too. And Ted doesn't sit next to her, and she looks around, and he's sitting behind her, and she's trying to figure out what's going on, and he's completely ignoring her. He won't even catch her eye. And she tries to corner him and say, what's going on? He says, oh, nothing. I'm not avoiding you. Just figured we should, I should sit with Spence because, you know, we study a lot because mm-hmm. we're in the same house and stuff. And he just runs off and doesn't really answer. Yeah. Well, he calls her black and yeah. that really throws her because, you know, he, she, he never calls her that. He always calls mm-hmm. her Andy. So she starts doing her studying in the common room and spending a lot of time with Bella. Mm-hmm. And at the time it felt like they were just being really close and it was one of the a really good time and in hindsight she thinks they were being really careful not to push each other's buttons mm-hmm. and bella's having a hard time because it's fifth year and she's got to figure out what she's going to do for mm-hmm. a living as and if she would deign to have a job right and that's you know your blood ladies don't work that's what annie says well you're not going to have a job yeah. yeah but bella isn't content with that she wants no. to be doing something she doesn't want to be a society wife or whatever. And so she's trying to figure out what she's going to do. Right. And we shift back to, let's see, we're in Glad Rags in Hogsmeade. Mm-hmm. And our right. sister's going, mm, I don't know. This one, I'm not sure it looks good on me. And he's like, oh, stop it. Everything looks good on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bella's not allowed to go to Hogsmeade. She's lost those privileges when she hexed that kid. Andy goes out from the changing room to find Narcissa a smaller size, the thing that she's been trying on. And the sales girl is surrounded by people and not likely to actually be of any help. So she goes looking for it herself. Mm -hmm. And then she overhears, oh no, she runs into Ted. And he just sort of looks at her and then runs out of the store. Yeah. And she just doesn't know what to do or say. But she feels very strongly about this because it's unexpected and she doesn't understand it and probably nobody else noticed but she did and she's used to having him always around and sort of mm-hmm. sneakily talking to him and mostly always... in classes because they didn't really spend much time together otherwise but they were always sitting together in their classes so. mm-hmm. yeah and she doesn't she can't even bring it up with marlene or sirius who'd probably understand because then she'd have to admit that she actually cares and, and Sirius comes to talk to her about Reg because he's feeling bad that he told her mother about this. No kidding. Yeah. And she's not very concerned about Reg's feelings. Mm-hmm. No. Sirius says, well, I wasn't thrilled with him either, but, you know, he's my brother. And it's kind of like with Bella. He wants to forgive Regulus anything he can. Mm-hmm. And she says, I'm not ready yet. And he says, all right. And she wants to know where... His friends are, and 
He said, James is in Quidditch and Remus is feeling a little under the weather, so it must be close to the full moon. <clears throat> and yeah. Peter's afraid of you. <laughs> yeah. Of me. Of Slytherins in general, and he also can form sentences around pretty girls. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And yet to think Peter almost was a Slytherin. Could you imagine Peter as a Slytherin? Yeah. But then oh, he was... Be, he'd be the intellectual equivalent of Crabbe and Goyle. He'd mm-hmm. find somebody to follow around with and do it that way. And it'd probably but, I suppose. That's, that's kind of what he did I was going to say, Gryffindor. that's kind of what he did in Gryffindor, too. As long As long as he managed to find... A proper patron soon enough, he'd probably be okay. But uh, otherwise, he could have gotten himself in trouble in Slytherin. Mm-hmm. But that's true. I don't know. We don't have any information about whether he's pure blood or half blood or any of that sort of thing. Yeah. So that's I also. I think he's at least a half blood. I don't know. I don't think it ever says. But, uh... No. Mm. First, now I have to look this up. Yeah, I know. We're all going. <laughs> uh, At least this family. one we can edit. Well, he, he he can't be a Muggleborn because nobody freaks out in the Death Eaters about having Peter there. Mm-hmm. Well, son of Mister and Missus Pettigrew, his mother at least no, was a witch. Really, I it is unknown if they are pure blood or have Muggle and magical heritage. Hmm. According to the wiki, yeah, I don't think we. Peter Pettigrew, a wizard who was who betrayed the Order of the Phoenix for the Death Eaters. Mrs. Pettigrew is Peter's mother, and Enid Peter Pettigrew is a witch. So I'm going to assume, wouldn't Enid and Mrs. Pettigrew be the same person? Who the hell is Enid? Yes, Enid, Enid probably. Yeah. But nothing about the father. I don't know where... Okay, so this is okay. The mention of Enid Pettigrew came from. It says it's possible that Enid Pettigrew is Mrs. Pettigrew, or they might be a relative. These are from notes on the. Okay, there was potentially going to be a Professor Enid Pettigrew, who would have uh, been Sybil, basically. And we know so that we Sybil know. is at least a half blood because she's got like a great grandmother who's a who's a seer. Mm-hmm. says it was one of the names J.K. considered giving to either the Defense Against the Dark Arts professor in 4th, 6th, or 7th years, or Divination in 3rd year. But And she ended up with Sybil for that and the various other defense teachers that we wound up with. Well, what I... We don't know if this is... if she would have recycled the first name for Peter's mother or if it's just was supposed oh. to be a random... Person. Sybil Trelawney is a half-blood because her mother is a muggle. But the what I read about Peter is Peter's mother was given the order his of finger. Merlin. And his finger. And his finger. And if she'd been a muggle, they probably would not have done that. Yeah, so and she's a witch at so least. So she's a witch at least. We just don't know father. about his father. And his father was apparently not in the picture by then. Right. So he's he's either half-blood or pure-blood. But we don't yeah. know which. Yeah. From what I read, it's a shame, you know, that the Marauders—they've all—they're all at least we assume half blood or pure blood. There weren't any Muggle Muggleborn Marauders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've read one where Remus was, I think. But yeah, that, that was before quite we make sense. Before we knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I like Sirius at the end of this conversation because he wants to know if she's friends with Marlene McKinnon, 
she's a cheeky sort, isn't she? <laughs> and so she jinxed me in the corridor outside charms class. And he, she's like, why? Oh, nothing. I was just hassling some little Ravenclaw. I wasn't doing anything to him. She's pretty, though. Most Ravenclaws are trolls. They are not. According I don't know. Most of the Ravenclaws seem to be very good looking. Yeah. So, but I love it. Sirius Black, she'd eat you alive. <laughs> and he kind of likes that yeah. idea. Yeah, she's matchmaking because mm-hmm. she's giving him a challenge now. And then we I move. just noticed the little exchange earlier when Bella's wondering about having something to do. It starts out with she sighs, and then every now and then she sighs again. And so Andy starts with something that you'd like to share, and she sighs again. Is that your entire comment? <laughs> yes. Well, no. I don't know. Well, I'm glad we had this little talk. It's really cleared things up. <laughs> yeah. She's taking uh, lessons from Narcissa. So that's <sighs> what she starts talking about while she wants to figure out what she's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Anyway, skipping back to where we were. Speaking of Marlene, they're together and... Andy is apparently staring holes in the back of Helen Carmichael's head. (laughs) And Andy doesn't want to talk about that, so she distracts her by saying, So, you jinxed Sirius the other day. Why? Mm -hmm. Because he was bugging a Ravenclaw kid. Mm -hmm. By the way, he called you cheeky. Mm -hmm. Is that good? I don't don't know. know. (laughs) I have no idea. And then Bella comes breezing in one morning and gives Andy her cloak back, which... Andy did not realize she'd taken. Right. But apparently she needed a cloak that wasn't a school one because she was out somewhere not wanting to look like a student. And she doesn't have one? Apparently not. Apparently not. not. You would think she would, but... Mm. Yes, and she's been out all night and she's going to not go to class. She's going to skive off. So if anybody asks, she's sick because she needs some sleep. And and he's like, are you trying to get yourself expelled? And then it turns out she's been meeting with Rodolphus. And I think she's been meeting with the Death Eaters. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the idea. Because she is not going to be like Mother. No, of course not. Yeah, she wants to be strong and powerful. She's exactly what he wants. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. And then we go into Owl and Newt season, and it's time for exams, and mm. everybody's studying, and everybody's grumpy, and... Very tense, and if you look at the fifth or seventh years in the wrong way, you might wind, wind up hexed. And she then she runs into Ted, and she just stops him and says, "All right, you're not walking away from me. You have to explain what's going on." And he says, "Well, I thought you'd be better off if I leave you alone because so she I hasn't did. figured this out. <laughs> yeah, because she's always told him that you know he needs to kind of leave her alone and." And stuff like that. And he never really got it until he saw her mother slap her across the face. And then he was like, oh, yeah, they really don't like me. And I can really do, you know, I could really get her in trouble if they found out I was doing things like mailing things to their house. Mm -hmm. Why he didn't figure it out before, given what they've been doing to Muggleborns, I don't know. Yeah, me neither. He's just slightly oblivious. For a Ravenclaw. Shouldn't you have asked me before doing that? And she says, well, I didn't want to get you in trouble. And she says, my mother was angry, but she didn't really hurt me. And it's not like they took me home and hung me up by my wrists or something. Mm -hmm. 
But and Sirius has apparently said that her parents threatened to take her out of Hogwarts. She says, "Yes, they threatened they to threatened take me to out do of Hogwarts." They threatened to do that when I used the wrong book. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This is their standard threat, and she says, "I don't care if you're going to let my parents tell you what to do. Then I overestimated you. I want to be friends again." Yeah, and he says, "Of course." And this is a spot where we get to realize where this was written because they're <laughs> speculating about whether Helena Bonham Carter is going to be a good Bellatrix in the new movie or not. <laughs> yes, she was. Yep. It was very scary. She's very good in that. So this, the casting has just been announced, apparently. Mm. I can't On to chapter part. 17. Oh, God, now I'm freaking myself out. <laughs> So, she and Will are strolling hand in hand in the perfectly groomed garden. Yes, he's sort of. Yeah, yeah. He's thinking it's getting a little bit too cliche, even for her. And like, yes, I like Will, but you know, just because I had a crush on him when I was twelve doesn't necessarily mean I want to marry him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and he's prattling on about what's happening in the ministry and all of this stuff and she's sort of half listening and all of a sudden he's like are you all right because of course she's not listening to him just uh everything about the war all the time and well it's important it's important to our future and he says don't take that tone i know there's stuff at stake Mm -hmm. and he says you sometimes care about what we're fighting for and he says do you even know what you're fighting for, not what your father is or what Voldemort is. What are you fighting for, Will? And he says, yes, I understand how to commit myself to something, which you apparently don't. So they're having a bit of a spat over this. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Quoth the raven nevermore. <laughs> he grabs a hold of her elbow and is trying to persuade her, and she says, don't handle me. And... He drops his hand, but she knows that she's going to be bruised. Yeah. She says, I don't need to be told what to believe. And he curses a birdbath. Mm-hmm. And then Bella's going to kill him because yeah. he's bruised her sister. And this is not mm-hmm. done unless it's mother, apparently. Yeah, mother's okay, but other people know. Yeah. And so she has to talk him, talk Belly out of it and says, you know, it was just an accident. And she and Bella had been getting along, so... She mm-hmm. didn't tell what they were fighting over because... Otherwise, they'd take his side. Yep. Of course, we have so another... they're having a nice long afternoon, and there's going to be another ball. Mm-hmm. And, then... <laughs> and apparently, Bella has finally managed to get... Well, she's complained enough that her father has finally taken her side and said, just shut up about it and let her wear what she wants. <laughs> so she's picked a red robe. Not that... Gryffindor stuff, but no, blood red, blood red uh, with a plunging neckline, of course. I want one, which was entirely inappropriate for a girl of 16, but somehow it works for Bella. Mm-hmm. Of course, it does. Not that I could pull it off. <laughs> and Narcissa has an ice blue gown, which is, of course, stunning, wonderful for her. Yeah, and they're trying to t- convince Andy that she's pretty too, but yeah, whatever. And then Lord Voldemort shows up. What a thing to happen. You're like, la la la, I'm having a party and there here comes Lord Voldemort. I mean, really. Well, and he, you know, all grown up tonight, aren't you? And he calls her my Bella. My Bella. 
And Roddy yeah. gets jealous. Mm-hmm. And he takes her hand and kisses it. And then he moves on, but all of them have sort of realized, ah, there's something going on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Narcissa and Andy dance with boys from school and Sirius and their father. And Lucius. Andy even dances with Lucius, although he was looking at Narcissa the whole time. <laughs> and then she finds out she's going to be a prefect. Mm-hmm. And father is having a discussion with her. He's being redundant. Mm. Yes. Well, it will seem as if you were conducting yourself properly at school, he says. Although I don't care for Horace Slughorn. He's far too friendly with mug buds. Do you know who the other prefect is? Rabastin. Rabastin. Good family, good family. Of course. You may go. He wants wants to know if she knows any of the other house prefects, and she doesn't at this point. Mm -mm. And she... Heads back upstairs, and she pretty much figures out who everybody will be. All of the prefix will be. Probably Lily Evans. Sure. And, you know, Sirius and James aren't authority types, so probably Remus. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't really have any idea about the Hufflepuffs. Maybe this Christopher boy, who seems to be really good at arithmancy. And Emily Chambers. Yes. It could be Marlene for Ravenclaw, or it might be her roommate Lucy. It's hard to say. Mm-hmm. And the other and one will probably be Ted. Ted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Supposed to be getting ready to go to school the next morning, but Bella's been in Diagon Alley, so there. She's got gossiping. some gossip. Cecilia McNair is not in staying with family in Ireland because she's sick. It's because she's, she's in trouble. trouble. <laughs> she was in the family way. Mm-hmm. Apparently she was dating some muggle-born. <gasps> Oh, that's even worse. Yes. And so she's trying to give the older sister advice. And, you yes. know, that can happen with careful, you know. too. Could happen to you. Yeah. And Sissy's like, oh, not me. Tell Andy. And Andy's like, me? What did I do? <laughs> How did I get into <laughs> this conversation? Yeah. yeah. And Bella says, I have plans. And getting in the family way is not one of them. No. Mm-hmm. Even when Not you even want them later office. on, and even Narcissa, which is funny that she doesn't. I mean, for all her talk about you know being a pure blood and 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 wanting to continue the family line and blah 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 blah, that she doesn't seem to really care it's about it. She wants to go have adventures. Well, yes. Once she's I mean, I mean, later on, settle down. Maybe she'll think about it. But for right now, no. I mean, later on, when we get to whatever book it was. Mm-hmm. But Narcissa even is a little worried about Bella, which is interesting. Mm. And then Sirius comes in, and he's all furious because Marlene and him are flirting. <clears throat> and they've been drinking. <laughs> the The girls have all been sharing a bottle yes. of wine. and Bella went off to find another because it was empty, and that just mm-hmm. won't do. No. And so Sirius like, have you been drinking? And they're like, here, have a drink. And he says to love and Andy snorts at him. <laughs> She's fighting with Will. He doesn't she doesn't know if they're broken up or not. <laughs> yeah. Bella yeah. says, He can't do better than a black girl and and he's like, Yeah, I think he's just dating me because I'm a black girl, not because of who I am, just because of my name and I don't particularly like that. Mm-hmm. And Sirius, and pulls Sirius her. says she, she deserves someone who likes her. Mm-hmm. And 
you deserve better. You know, there are people around who realize that you should pay attention. Hint, hint, hint. And Bella says, well, it doesn't really matter whether it's Will or anybody. You belong to me, really. Yeah. And she's like, That's yeah. terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The next chapter is chapter 18, and it's called Falling Apart. And what we learn okay. is uh-huh. that when you have a hangover, a train full of kids is not a good place to be. No, not I can really. imagine not. Gone off to the prefix meeting and is uh, mm-hmm. looking particularly green because she's very hungover. And Marlene is listing off the other prefix to her. There's, mm-hmm. you know, Libby, Lily Evans. She's really nice. You'd like her if you got to know her. Remus, you, you probably know him because of Sirius. And Ted, you know. Ted. No surprise to anyone, although, of course, you wouldn't care about that. No, no, not particularly. Alice Taylor from Gryffindor. So. Yep, she's no, um, she's not the prefect. It's that Ted's now going out with her oh, because he and Helen yeah. have broken up. That's right. Which is Neville's future mother, most likely. Mm-hmm. And Rabistan says she looks rough and she tells him to shove off. Yeah. So they sit through this boring, boring meeting, and of course, nobody's paying attention. Nope. And. Then Marlene and she end up in the same compartment with Sirius and Remus and everybody. And when actually when Remus comes in, there's too many prefix in one place and Sirius is feeling a little overwhelmed. So she decides to leave and she runs into Ted, who has just taken points from Slytherins because they were fighting. And, you know, mm. maybe maybe my power is going to corrupt me. And then he offers her some aspirin. Because he's figured out that she's hung over. And about yeah. that time, Will shows up and wants to have a talk. <laughs> and Ted wants to know what she do to got, get hung over. She mm. said, nah, we were just sitting around drinking wine. He's having the uh, typical teenage boy imagining that then they had a pillow fight in their knickers afterwards. Mm-hmm. But no. <laughs> yeah, well, I can still imagine it. So let me have my imaginings. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yes, he gives her some aspirin, and then Will wants to talk to her. Mm-hmm. And he orders two Hufflepuffs out of her, their compartment. Yeah, and when they try to stand up with him, stand up against him, he draws his wand, and Andy says, please. And they grumble, but realize way, yeah. they're not going to get their way, so. Yeah. And he says, I don't want to fight with you. I just don't know what to think about anything. You're not easy to read, and I know you feel like I'm telling you what to think. But I'm doing that because I don't know what you think. And she says, I'm not trying to be mysterious and I'm not trying to pick fights. I just don't feel the way you do. And I can't say that what you're, you know, this muggle stuff is, is the right thing. It just, you know, and he tries, he starts to go, you know, he's going to go off on his rant again. And she's like, I, it's not that I don't understand politics. So don't explain it to me like I'm a child. I just not sure. I don't. I don't see that there's anything we're missing that we have to take back from them. Mm-hmm. So, and so yeah. they decide they're going to break up. Break up. And he says, "Well, I hope this works out for you because I can't protect you if you make the wrong choices." Yeah. And Bella says, "Well, you know, it might be for the best. They're a good family, but there are better families out there. If we're talking <laughs> about marriage, <laughs> and she's not. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah." And she wasn't really thinking about having fun in that way either. Nope. 
Anyway, she wants to go to bed, and Bella asks her to stay. She says, you know, you never really said what it was you were fighting about. It's like, no, no, I didn't. And I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah. And Bella you says, used to tell me everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, hypocrite. Yeah, before you were nuts. <laughs> yeah, really. And then they're back at school, and... There's another defense against, against the, the dark arts, arts teacher. teacher. It must really yeah. be cursed. Yep. Yep. Because yep. their last professor had an accident in the Department of Mysteries. Mm. And now yeah. we have the Lockhart of the year. Mm. Dark-haired version of Lockhart, and hopefully mm-hmm. somewhat less fraudulent. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. All the all the girls get to have a cross on the teacher now instead of all the boys, which yep. was the mm. last teacher but one. Yeah, they've caused a pile up at the outside the door, and now they need to actually move in mm-hmm. to the classroom. Good afternoon, class. I'm Professor Browning. Yes, yeah. you certainly are. A few weeks into term, Sirius and Marlene break up. Of course, they're going to break up hundreds of times over the next years. But this is <laughs> and their... that's apparently their way of ending an argument. Yep. <laughs> They break up, then they get back together, and they're nauseating, and then they break up again. Mm-hmm. Apparently the this makeup is the sex is really time. good. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but I'm sure it gets to that be, point at knows. some point. But this is the first time it's happened, so they all think it's a crisis. And yeah. she is, meanwhile, researching Alice Taylor. Because, you know, this is just the thing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and apparently... There's nothing to dislike about her, which is very irritating. <laughs> hmm Yeah. And Ted catches up with her and Marlene as they come back. And he says, I've been looking for you. There's been a fight. And she says, well, you're a prefect. Here we go again. And, and he's like, no. It's Bella. Yeah. It is unusual for her to fight because mostly everyone's afraid of her. And she's fighting with Sirius. Who do I try to stop? They're both angry. They both look murderous. There's no laughter or amusement in Sirius's features. And she says, Bella, don't. And Sirius says, stay out of this, Andy. I know who it was, Bella. How would mommy and daddy feel about you then? So she's. he says that she's dragging the family name through the mud. She, and she says likewise about him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Tim McDonald, the head boy, comes in and tries to break them up. Breaking up is never easy, no. Marlene says, look, I'll go after Sirius. You go after Bella and make sure she doesn't do anything stupid. Mm-hmm. Do we ever get a sense of what, in canon, what Sissy and Co's parents feel about Voldemort? We know that Sirius's parents... Agreed with his politics, but, but they not didn't really want to be part to, of his group. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I know. don't know that we hear much about their parents. Just that Sirius didn't think much of them either, except for no. Uncle Alfred. Mm-hmm. But we don't really know why or what they were like. Yeah. The only one we interact with much is Wahlberg's portrait, and she's completely nuts by then. Well, so. yeah. So she walks into the Slytherin common room and Elizabeth says, I wouldn't, Bella's in a rage. And she says, I know. And she walks in and Bella's been smashing things and says, get out. And she says, no, what were you thinking? We do not make our family members matters public. And she says, Sirius does not deserve to be called a black anymore. Yeah. 
She says, why? Because he wanted to know what you're up to? Hell, Bella, I wonder that myself. Half the time you're too stupid and careless to realize how much trouble you could get into. And Bella's like, how can you take his side? And she's like, I'm not taking his side. I'm not taking anyone's side. I'm just trying to get you to think about what you're doing because I don't want you to go to Azkaban. Very Gryffindor of Bella, all this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's the matter, Andy? Are you scared? She says in this mocking little voice. And she yeah. scores her arm with a, with her nails. And she says that Sirius is a blood traitor and he'll come to a bad end. And I hope you understand the concept of loyalty better than he does. Ugh. So No, well. <laughs> yeah. And then we have a little midi scene with Ted who wants to know if she's all right. Yeah. And is sorry for sending her into the middle of that. Just but that better. she thought it might help if mm -hmm. she was the one to break it up. And he says, yeah, normally it would, but right now they're really mad and there's no talking to them. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. At some point, you have to take care of yourself and let them do whatever they will. Maybe you can't save everyone and maybe it's not your job to do so. And that's where we're ending today. So we are starting to see the splitting of the girls. Yep. Indeed. They've been the bestest of friends, but... They're both going in different directions, and it's not gonna, it's not gonna last. Yeah. And anything that Bella sees is against her. She's gonna think is, you know, really against her, even if it's just Andy has a different idea or concept about what's going on. Then you know, if you're not for me, you're against me. Mm -hmm. That's probably not what Andy wants to think, but that's how Bella's Bella gonna think. Mm -hmm. Bella and Sirius are pretty similar. They, things are very black and white for them. Mm -hmm. It just happens that they're on different sides of the question. Yeah. Thank goodness they both weren't on the same side. Could you imagine? Oh, yeah, that could be really bad, huh? Uh. I've seen a couple of fics where Bella actually comes to her senses and is a useful member of the Order or something. Well, I uh, want to read one of those. Mm -hmm. That would be interesting. I think most of them are like time travel ones where somebody else gets to her when she's young and, Ooh. you know, and reworks things for her. I've seen a couple where it's Harry who like either accidentally or sort of on purpose, but not specifically planning that ends up in like riddle era and gets together with Bella and things like that. <laughs> but, There's yeah. some kinky stuff going on there. Very mellow. Hmm. And our next chapter next week is called Love Lessons, so we'll have to see what that's all about. Yeah. We'll be doing chapters 19 to 25 next week. Mm-hmm. And yeah, things are definitely starting to heat up and get tense, so we'll mm -hmm. have to see how it goes. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Poor Andy. Yeah. This is where I'm starting to enjoy reading this story less, but it's still really good. It's just mm -hmm. uncomfortable. I don't yeah. know. This is the part I love. <laughs> oh, it, yes. It is uncomfortable because, yeah, I mean, you already know what's going to happen. It's like Trisha's, this is Trisha's dream. She knows the ending and this is how you get to the ending. Yeah. But to watch this and to watch this family being torn apart, it is hard. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. we know that Andy according to us, makes the right choice where mm -hmm. Bella goes off the deep end and Sissy kind of stays in the middle, but she's more towards the dark than the light. 
until the very end. So and it's got to be tough for Andy because her mm-hmm. entire family is going a different way than she is. Yeah. And especially when they're that tight knit a family to start with. It's yeesh. And, you know, and it was just that coincidence that she ended up with Ted in the very first class because she was young enough to and naive enough to go, oh, wow, mudbloods are actually just people, too. Mm-hmm. And and that just put that little grain of something into her mind to think about. And so she didn't have the prejudiced against him because she actually saw him as a person and Mm -hmm. if it hadn't been for that chance encounter where they ended up sitting next to each other in class maybe she things would have been very different and she would have gone the way of her family Mm -hmm. but because that's not what happened we have this whole story and you know it's it's really interesting to see the process that it goes through and i can totally see ted just kind of, you know, he is very stalkerish and that is kind of creepy. But at the same time, I can see him sending her little things and just, he likes her. He's always liked her and he's just going to try to do the little things to make her notice him. Mm-hmm. And in that process, she's noticing, oh yeah, hey, he is human. He's not a dog. He's not another creature. He's not a house elf. He's a person and he should be respected as a person not a mudblood. So. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing how that all falls out. Mm-hmm. It's really well written and really interesting to read. It's just mm-hmm. things are tense right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we still have quite a few chapters left to go. So It's probably going to get more tense before it gets better. Before it gets yeah. better. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, I'm really enjoying this. Did, did we ever figure out where this got recommended or how we found this one? It's one that I found, I think I found it, well, this isn't a live journal one. I don't know. Somebody had to have recommended it. and I read this years ago. Let's go check Pufa. And I read it and said, we're putting this on the schedule because I just thought it was really, well, first of all, I liked it because it's Andy and we don't get yeah. to see a lot of Andy. Mm-hmm. And you get to see Bella and Narcissa too, and that's really kind of neat. And I just thought it was a really good story, so we I knew it was yeah. one we would have to do. No, that's the schedule. Where is the well, what the heck should we read post? <laughs> yeah. Well, I should mm. say goodnight everybody before well, I guess maybe we wanna know. I do. So we'll <laughs> we'll get that in and then we'll I think I looked up where you posted it on that thread at some point yeah it I seems can't... like you did season six schedule me i think it was something that sue posted but i don't know whether it was she posted it on the let's see it's on it shows Thick up on nom- the currently reading nominations thread. currently reading thread in february Thick. of this year yeah that's where you got it uh, helena the new mm. ravenclaw at the time said she was currently reading this story, and you said, I'll have to check it out. And then I and, said, okay. And cool. Mooney said, ooh, I always like reading about Andy. So, <laughs> yes, as of February 8th, 2014, posted on the forum, and that's where we found it. I'll have to try to remember and tell Helena that we're doing it. 
so she can listen to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's fun to watch. It's fun to just see how things are going mm-hmm. and to see how how it all shakes out. It's a like it's an extended version of like the missing moment fix because it's something that could easily have happened in canon. We just don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't see it. It's interesting to see how deep down Slytherin has made this, put this together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're the only people on the forum. <laughs> we are. Yep, the three of us. <laughs> All right. Well, shall we say goodnight, everybody? It's about that time. All right. Unless, about of course, time, it's people. morning and you're listening to this, in which case it's about that time. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, let's say goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye-bye, goodbye, everybody. everybody.